0: And welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Jam Radio. I'm doing a second intro, because I know another funny way to start. This is Uh my co-host, Jeremy.
2: What's up, Jeremy? It's really weird hearing you call me Jeremy. Um, (laughs) Well, you call me Uh, Mike. Yeah, but I don't know.
0: Anyway. Uh, how's it going, Mike? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, a good amount, I guess. Um, we are just talking off air about how I wanted to add in a baseball segment at the end. Because uh, in the style, the, the, like my favorite podcast right now, just shout out um, for all you kids out there, Mets Podcast. They're great. They, just, they do like a wrestling segment for the last 10, 15 minutes. I was like, what if we just did that with baseball? Maybe not. I know. Because I wanted to talk about a lot of baseball in this episode, because we have second week is when the season started last year, which is kind of crazy, yes. considering that we're more than halfway through the season right now.
2: <laughs> it is so, weird.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll probably talk about baseball this week. I don't think we're going to do what I suggested, at least yet. Um,
0: we might. You never know.
1: Yeah. Um. I went to see inside in a theater yesterday We, me and my girlfriend caught um one of the like exclusive limited showings or whatever. And can I just say maybe the weirdest movie theater experience I've ever had in my life.
2: Cuz I they I, sing? I
1: No, I went in half expecting it to be like rocky horror or like the room type vibe. But like there's no set there's no set vibe of what it's supposed to be yet, so people didn't know what to do, I think. So like some people tried singing along and it was like awkward. And like there were like people like a handful of people trying to sing along and nobody was nobody else was doing it and it was very weird. Um I mean it was fun to watch that in the theater. I guess um even though I feel like it was kind of meant to be watched at home alone. What are you going to do? I mean the whole
2: the whole fucking
0: vibe of that movie special whatever. By the way, it's Bo Burnham's Inside, if you were unsure what we were talking about. Can I not say it? Uh, okay. You just said Inside. You didn't say Bo Burnham. Might have okay. been confusing. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, that whole movie's about how, like, it's a problem that we had to live inside for a year, and then you go and see it in a theater. <laughs> it just feels wrong on so many levels. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> meta-irony of the part where he's like, the ends where he's trying to get back inside and he has the the audience noises playing, laughing. Yeah. While people were actually laughing in the theater, like, was hurting my brain. Because <laughs> it was like, no, are you guys not getting
2: it?
0: It's so meta what? that people yeah. are confused.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. I
0: saw a lot of videos online of people, like, like the whole theater like singing along like it's the room or Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I'm surprised you didn't experience that. Yeah, no, that expecting. was not my
1: theater. It was smaller. It was a small theater I was in. Um maybe yeah. that's part of the reason why. But um yeah, there were no none of those vibes. But it's fine. I didn't wanna have to get my fucking hands up and get out of my seat.
2: Nice. Good reference.
1: Yeah. Well I was uh I mean, if everybody else did that then Oh, really? I mean, there were definitely, I saw a TikTok video of people doing that. I was also like expecting oh, yeah, yeah. to be the oldest person there, and I wasn't. Maybe. I, oh, I might he... have been.
0: No, <laughs> they're, they're, like 30 or under is his audience. So you, you got like 30 year olds watching him, probably. That's why he made probably. that 30s song. Yeah. Now I'm turning 30. He was like original YouTube. We're really getting into the history of Bo Burnham well, here. But yeah, that...
1: no, I think I think that's why uh kind of resonates, because everybody felt like they grew up with him a little bit. Like you, you hear like your little, little your like high school memories in his voice sometimes. I wasn't even that big of a Bo Burnham fan than I do.
2: Yeah, I made a reference you didn't even understand. It was wrong on so many levels
0: it's an you... elevator joke that he's fucking a girl in an elevator and then he says it was wrong on so many levels that's yeah. funny anyway uh <laughs> uh that one joke one of his original specials um anyway uh good experience i'm guessing um
1: i mean yeah i don't know if i would do it again i just wanted to do what it was like i mean i don't think i'll have a chance to do it again that might not be doing it anymore.
0: Or it'll become like the room where everything's like... every. Well, I mean, if that was any out.
1: indication, then it's not going to become like the room.
0: <laughs> but it might be. They're not going to throw spoons at the screen every time a spoon spoons! appears
1: on. Yes. The room showings I... are the best.
0: Yes, they are quite fun. Have you been to one? Um, I've been to one, yeah.
1: I had no idea that you, you have.
0: It was a fun experience. It was down here. It was in Alamo or
2: something.
1: Oh, yeah. I wanted I to love. mention that the Alamo was coming back, the one near me. It's my favorite movie theater ever. I thought it was close for good, and yeah. it wasn't.
2: Alamo
0: is...
1: The best movie theater. Top I hope notch. you agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's an Austin brand. You gotta support the local boys. Yeah, the original ones in on Austin. Street. Yeah. yeah. It was only two theaters, and it is a tiny little, like, hole-in-the-wall place, and I love that theater. It's awesome. But they only have two screens. Um... It's shocking that that's how it started. But yeah, middle of downtown on 6th Street,
2: Alamo Draft House. If you're ever in town, go go do that. It's a fun experience. But anyway. Uh, Finally going to
1: music. Shall we,
0: shall we get into it? Maybe we'll have a baseball segment at the end. Who knows?
1: We can have some trade deadline talks. Um, I have like my Twitter open because I'm uh... <laughs> I'm awaiting some trade deadline deals going down while recording.
0: Well, it's probably a little late, honestly, for today, but we'll see. I'm, news have...
1: breaks, like, whenever. Like, trades have gone down, like, overnight.
0: I guess. I just expect them to be, like, <laughs> everything closes at 6 p.m. Yeah. But I guess anything could happen. Okay, so, on to music. Week 27. Give me back my Ferris wheel, is the name of this week. <sighs> Do you have any shout-outs, Mike?
1: Um, so let's see. What's a shout-out here? I
2: think I a, have lot a lot of, of are going to be shout outs.
1: Notes. Um, uh, Ferris Wheel is by Divio, uh, an artist I love. I'm going to start recommending more Divio songs, because I don't know why I haven't done more of those. It's like a nice little electronic story song that like connects in a very satisfying way. Um, if you listen to it a few times, it really clicks. And I love that song, and I Went through a big Ferris wheel phase in 2018. Um, overwhelmed by Royal and the Serpent. Your song is like a lo-fi beginning, and then it kind of starts to feel like a popular radio song by like the middle, or like some party like dance song. Um, from like 2009 or something. Yes, that's what I had to say about that. Um, okay, I'm not alright by Shine Down, right? Uh, yeah. I feel like I was really close to liking it. It had like WWE pay-per-view vibes. Um and <laughs> How to Say it. Goodbye by Magnetic Fields is really good. And like the more I think about it the more I feel like 69 Love Songs is just like a top album of ever.
0: Uh it was yeah. on the top 500 albums of all time. So See? Yeah.
1: You say I have bad taste.
0: Actually, I don't think you say no. that. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
2: and rolling stone says i have francis mclan or whatever mcquinn yeah
1: francis (laughs) why did i
2: no i can't forget her name uh (laughs) fuck mclane mcquinn whatever her name is shout out to her
1: francis quinlan how did i forget that name
2: quinlan okay
1: yeah Um, and then I have more long nerd notes, unless if you want to, um, no, actually I have a short one. Um, Wandering Star by Lee Marvin is awesome. It's a music number from, uh, the Clint Eastwood movie, Paint Your Wagon. The guy, he just has like a deep, super deep voice and a very like croony and it really makes it, he's just singing about like being like a lonesome Western drifter guy. And I really love that vibe. Um, it's like walking through like a practical Western town. Um, Westerns is just, like, my favorite thing, and this, like, level of Western vibe is my favorite part of it, like, realist, full Western worlds. Good. Make more realist Western movies. Long. TV shows, they... how about that?
0: No, because then you get, like, Banzai, and, no, Bonanza, sorry, and shit like that.
1: Well, what's Bonanza? Is that a comedy?
0: I mean, by the standards of when it came out, yes, I think it was considered a comedy. It's horrible, though. And it has, like, 500 episodes.
1: That's a lot of episodes.
0: Because it was just like, oh no, something happened this week, and then it's like, the sheriff comes over and he takes him out, and you got him, sheriff, and then that repeats 500 times. Um, That's just so corny, and- you can do more than that. Yeah, but it was the 60s. They didn't need to. People were dumb. <laughs> um, the Virgin
1: One Piece, the Chad Bonanza. What? <laughs> it's a meme that I just made up.
2: Okay. Uh, I also do
0: love that Wandrin Star. Wandren? Wandering. wandering. So I have two. I'm just... It's getting me confused with the, just a wandering in
1: the rain.
0: It's another crooner song. from. Because I act. was
1: born under a wandering, 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 wandering star.
0: Yes. Uh, but I do like that. I don't, I don't know who, I tried to look it up, like who Lee Marvin was, who sang that song. He, I it's guess he's actor. just an actor. Yeah. But it's surprising because he has like a good voice. And you don't expect that on actors. It's he has like, a
1: really good voice.
0: What's oh, that stupid movie that everyone loved a few years ago that was a musical? La La Land. And you're like, Damn it. You not give me that time song to say, like, sing? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, but, like, La La Land, because it's like, Oh my God, Ryan Gosling can sing? Yeah, he was in the Mickey Mouse Club. He didn't know that? With Justin Isn't Timberlake. Isn't that where he got his start? Yeah. Kind of. Him and Justin Timberlake were best friends. Uh, they both sang together, but yeah, love that Wandering Star song. You do? I remember it coming out yeah. and you
1: not liking it. I mean, I'm even recommending it.
0: I mean, again, it takes sometimes, it takes me some time to like to have a song grow on me. And the more I listened to it this week, I really liked it. Um, maybe because I was just in the mood for that type of song this week, it just happened to work out like that, but it's like yeah, it gives a... you that feeling of like looking up at the stars and shit, obviously.
1: I have a varied Palette. Palette. Is it Palette or Palette? This week.
0: Palette. Palette.
1: Because okay. I have... The next two songs are an Origami Angel song and a Rammstein song that I want to talk oh, about. Oh, good.
0: So, my shout outs. <laughs> my first <laughs> one is Du Hast by Rammstein.
1: Yeah, I was going to... Um, I was going to uh, call in for your help on this one because you took German in college.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's... You have... Me, basically,
2: you. You have me.
1: I know. I know what like the point of the song is, but I did not really like. I feel like it's something that you're um, you can't really understand with the translation barrier. Like I think it it, it's supposed to be a play on words because they're saying like you hate and you have or something. Is what I remember. I have to
0: look up the lyrics again. Yeah, but like my understanding was, it says you. You have you have me questioning why this song is on this list. Um, that was my like joke, it? but
2: uh, no, I did not like it. Uh, but it's ha- interesting point. to listen Do you to.
1: Not like Ramstein at all because I could just stop.
0: No, I, I, it's not that I don't like. It's just not my cup of tea. But uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to get into like other. Language languages songs, which are but you like the japanese ignorant. rock songs Yeah, I do sometimes, but it has to have like good accompanying music um to like sort of balance it out Whereas this is like heavy metal german music <laughs> um, This is
1: some Mad Max shit
0: Oh, I love Mad Max, don't get me wrong. Uh all of them. But bum, nah, bum, bum. Is... even Fury Road yeah, I love Fury Road. I remember I went
1: to see Fury Road while I was shopping for prom dresses. Uh nope. Jesus
0: wasn't
2: that long ago. <laughs> Wait, uh, you were shopping for prom dresses? No, uh suit. Oh okay. It's like I don't my remember this took, time in our life. My mom took me to the mall and I went and like snuck to see Mad Max. And I was like, This is
1: so I'll much cooler.
2: I committed you were to prom. You prom? Want
0: to just watch Mad Max.
1: Mad Max, that's where the cool kids go.
0: You're lying Prom's your married. ass
2: off. You like you liked prom.
1: I mean I would have wanted to see Mad
2: Max again instead. If I got okay. the choice. Well Great. Um uh my give me the name of this episode. It... What? I'd prom. rather see Mad Max.
1: Slow dancing with Mad Max
2: or something. I don't know great <laughs> um <laughs> what the fuck uh <laughs> my next song
0: is uh ooh la la by faces i think this is one of the most mistitled songs of all time next to like baba o'reilly uh which everyone says is teenage I wasteland
1: i think baba o'reilly has a point to be called that i just forgot what it was
0: i've never uh I guess I've never looked it up. Maybe there is a reason, but I don't think they say Bubba O'Reilly in the song. Just like they don't say ooh la la in the song, as far as I know. The song's like, uh, what is it? Uh, I wish I knew what I know now. That's what it should, I think that's what most people would credit this song to be. Like, I don't know, growing. I wish I knew what I knew now. I wish, whatever the lyrics are. We're great hosts here. Um, but it's, whatever the lyrics are. <laughs> Uh, it's like a, what it feels like is like a montage song after the lead character starts to reflect and walk away from the camera and the credits roll in like a 1980s film. Right. And it's just like, I wish I knew what I know now. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> it just feels just like stares that. The um, directly into camera. No, he's walking away from the camera. And the credits start to roll. What I was just <laughs> and saying, that would be back. funny. He just runs back and then like looks into the camera, breaks the fourth wall. Um ironically though, Colin Hay, hopeful friend of the podcast one day, uh just put out his own version of this song a day before I began researching for this podcast. So there's a Colin Hay version of this song. Um I don't know, it's not like groundbreaking, it's a cover. Uh but it's quite good. Um Colin Hay as we've mentioned before. Go back to last week's episode, we talked about him a lot last week. Did you field. recommend
1: Colin Week of uh, Colin Hay a few days ago?
0: I did because he's releasing a new album on August sixth of a bunch of cover songs, so he's slowly releasing singles. Um, Word okay. Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't know the song he covered there, Waterloo something. Waterloo hue, I think is what it's called. Um, last shout out is the Outfield by the Night game. Love the metaphor of a girl putting someone in the outfield. Um like a hard, uh, a hard place to reach and socially isolated. Just like, you put me in the outfield. I've never heard that expression, but I love it. Um, maybe it's a thing. Uh, but I think a better metaphor is like a bullpen arm, like you're on your friend zone, your bullpen arm, you're in waiting, but it was a missed opportunity, but or the eighty synth sound. Well, yeah, I am a bullpen arm. <laughs> well, our,
1: humanist, our humanist baseball content uh, There's going to be a lot of baseball,
0: baseball references. Yeah,
1: yeah, I also just thought I saw a trade, and I think I got just, like, debated by Twitter. Something said, like, Scherzer to Dodgers, and then I clicked on it and then it went away.
0: I swear to God that happened. I would have <laughs> quit the podcast. I would have just been like, I'm sick of this shit. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, the synth sound is really great. Would
1: that, would that kill you if Scherzer went to the Dodgers? He's already...
0: Yes. Uh because they're allowed to do that they shouldn't be allowed to do that because they still have to pay trevor bauer like 200 million dollars and i would hate that
1: dude they're not uh, going to be able to get out of that deal i hope they know like they're stuck with trevor
2: Bauer.
0: Not, not, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm trying so hard to be like straight and narrow, straight and narrow it's like let's talk about trevor
1: bauer i just i knew i just i have a feeling a trade's gonna happen while we're recording whatever Go back.
0: Uh, um, uh, yeah, so the outfield reference. <laughs> the thing. 80s um, synth sound is really great. And uh, thick electronic beat makes it great, li- <laughs> great to listen to. And lyrically easy to belt in a car ride. My notes say. I wrote belt. that. Belt. Um, uh, do you have any like longer notes for this week?
1: Um, I'll probably skip Rammstein. Because I kind of talked about that already. Unless should I
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's your should choice. I...
1: Okay, um I'll say a little bit. Um so just to preface Rammstein, they're a German Neu Deutsch Hart band. Did I say that correctly? Which is like I don't a know a German type probably. of metal. Um which I Hard imagine metal, probably yeah, I just it's just like this I imagine it's this kind of like chanting, yelling, cool thing that I like. How um, do you spell
2: it? H O Y T uh just put it in the fucking discord i'm just genuinely interested what that word is sorry folks while i figure out what this word is
1: it's it's a it's a bunch of words
0: german okay new german something
1: new german metal i don't know, that, I don't
0: know. maybe metal i don't know
1: um, that would make sense yeah
0: okay i have no um, internet so go ahead
1: you don't have no internet what
0: I don't know. My internet's not loading.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. That's maybe a problem. Um, uh, <laughs> we talked about the play on words. Um, like uh, I just like Rammstein. A lot of their songs, including this one, are the perfect like hype metal songs. Um, I think German is a superior language to like have a metal band in.
0: Hot okay. take. Watch out what do you say about German and superiority.
1: All right. You know what? When I put Rammstein in, I knew you were going <laughs> to do this joke somehow. Good. Whatever. That's all I have to say.
0: Okay. You don't want to go out in the superiority rant about Germany? Uh... I'm not even German at all. Why does it make sense? You're the one who... To... Aren't I'm you German. German? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got I'm warning you, like be careful what you say here. Uh, they have a <laughs> interesting history uh, about superiority complex. Um
1: <laughs> Oh, we know. Uh
2: yeah, I'm I'm trying so hard not to make more jokes. Um
0: Yeah, my song my one long note this week is Give Me Back My Girl by Fiction Family, uh, a pop rock music collaboration out of Cardiff by the sea, California. I didn't know that was a place. Apparently it's called Cardiff by the Sea or Cardiff what? for short. I don't know. Apparently it's on the coast somewhere. Uh this is actually a weird coincidence I found though when researching this. We have another I have another song this week by Nickel Creek called Destination. It was like a floaty kind of like
1: I think I wrote about tune.
0: That.
2: Yeah. Did I? Did I write a No, you didn't. You might... I don't remember now. I, whatever. There's, a, there's another
0: song this week by Nickel Creek, and actually, Fiction Family is made up of a collaboration between Nickel Creek's guitarist, Sean Watkins, and Switchfoot's frontman, John Foreman. Switchfoot is like a Christian rock group. Nice. Um, somewhere to California. Uh, so that was just interesting to find out that there was a christian rock group and this nickel creek guitarist making up this band and i happened to suggest them back to back total coincidence didn't know either of these bands before i suggested them uh but this song in particular is about the fear of losing uh a girl or the love of your the love at the time uh after losing oneself in the uh Temptations of like a new city Like in this song in particular Los Angeles And and, uh, then realizing How important that one person is And being like fuck you can have LA But give me back my girl Uh, Give me back my girl It's a a very catchy tune in that way Where you can just kind of remember that one part (laughs) The chorus Good job Siegel Um, uh, (laughs) Mix that message with the Catchy upbeat Smooth rhythm guitar and crisp drums. Classic rock sound. And you have an engaging anthem. Uh, that could... It's more universal. You can replace LA with wherever the fuck you are in life. Or
2: place you are in life, per se. Um, yeah. It leaves you feeling, like, comfortable
0: that these people experience the same problem. And, uh... Overall, just a really catchy song to listen to, Um, in my opinion. Do you... I think you liked this song when I recommended it, but, like... Why did
1: I feel like I did?
0: That was, like, a year ago, and a lot's happened. Um, Uh, I'm looking at the wrong playlist. Baseball has left, come back, and might leave again, because the pandemic's getting worse, you know? My brain's fried.
1: I don't remember Uh, um, consuming any of these, to be honest. It was okay. It was a blur. I know I listened to them, but like I'm just saying. And I'm talking about back then. For now, I listen to all these. What song are we talking about?
2: Give me back my girl. Fiction family. No, I didn't write anything about it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Good. that's it. Anyhow. That's all I've got. Good talk. A compelling what about case. Trevor Bauer. Uh,
1: what, what else is there to say about Turevabawa?
2: No, He's let's just go into our... I'm done with this. Let's
1: <laughs> just go into our top fives. Okay, fine. I had another note, but whatever. Oh,
0: sorry, no. I didn't know that. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, 666 Flags by Origami Angel. Oh, god. How yeah. dare I forget Origami Angel. So
1: I wrote that it's just... When it comes to, like, articulating themselves in music... It's Emo Kids and Bo Burnham are the best. Um, This is like an A or B tier Somewhere City song. Um, They're like super goofy. And they like tie it back to one of their main social plates. The song is like, he he mentions Googling, uh, like the plausibility of building a roller coaster in your backyard. Very like silly thing, obviously. And then like right afterward, Googling like how much medicine I need to feel like everyone hates me, like I like it because I imagine this like these kind of people's uh Google searches having those like childish silly things but also like they're dealing with the severe mental health problems. Um and the bridge has like a nice airy summer springtime thing about it, very drifty as these songs get sometimes. But yeah.
2: Very good origami angel. Um high tier. Googling derealization, hating what you find. Yeah. Um, we're just going to make a lot of Bo Burnham
0: references. Um, yeah, it sounds like something out of, like, a Phineas and Ferb episode. Building a rock, uh, rocket ship. Building a roller coaster in your backyard. Um, I don't know why my brain went to that. We should do an episode where you just rank the tiers of Origami Angel songs. A, B. Origami and Angel then there's tier nothing list? Below... There's nothing below B because it's Origami Angel. It's just A or B. Um, uh, but...
1: <laughs> That would that would be hard to. Picking between children, but yeah. Well, right,
2: right, well, you I'm have a lot of children. Ones. I do. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, so
1: Five Across 110th Street, which is the song from Jackie Brown, which is really good. Um four how to say goodbye. Three Ferris Wheel, two Wandering Star, and one is six hundred sixty six flags.
2: Interesting. I have no idea. I think I know what one. Anyway, uh five is
0: six hundred sixty six or six 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 flags by uh I put by six 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 flags, but it's by Origami angel. Nice. Four Ula. <clears throat> Ooh La La by Faces. Three, Wandering Star by Lee Marvin. Two, The Outfield by The Night Game. One, Give Me Back My Girl by Fiction Family.
1: Oh, yeah, I think Lee Marvin won.
2: Damn. I mean, good. Good for them, I guess. Him. Has that... Her. It, it's, fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I anything. <laughs> my brain just broke. Um, let me... Okay, congrats, oh, oh. Lee Marvin. You've been dead for a while, but congrats. Congrats to your family.
0: Uh, the next week is week twenty-eight, bridging <clears throat> the baseball divide. This
2: is because... the baseball week. Really? Is it? Is that why I yeah. named it that? Shut um. Up. <laughs> Can't see it, folks, but he's uh very angry at me. Um.
0: Yeah, so we didn't have baseball until July. I should have looked this up, but whenever this week happened, we were like, maybe we should suggest only baseball songs. Um,
1: yeah, no, I thought we were done at one point, and then I recommended Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers, and you were still singing well, baseball
0: songs. Well, the, the <laughs> first song of next week is the, my last baseball song. Uh, so, it's The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Not The Gambler, Jesus no. Christ.
1: What is it called? Because I love that one. The Greatest? Yeah, that song the is greatest. really good.
0: Yeah, no, so that's, that's the gra- first song. Like that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of my favorite baseball songs. So, we'll still be talking week. about baseball next week. It's the
1: baseball week, and all my notes are about uh, House Broken," which is an emo song about a dog.
0: It yeah, was a weird song. Sad. <laughs> uh yeah i maybe you'll enlighten me about what more it's about and i can get better context behind it but well i don't the other what's songs are still though? like happy
2: i don't know maybe it's I just very straightforward like, i have all of the, the
0: lyrics
1: written down that i was gonna read because they're all sad well i'm Yay. gonna just do that note
0: first
2: uh sure let's just okay. get it out of the way
0: before come So it's,
1: <laughs> like i said it's an emo song about a dog it's very heartbreaking um I wrote down a bunch of lyrics to note. Um, here's a verse. And when you were a pup, while well, I watched you so close, you ran straight to the distance, allowed by his post. You got kicked, you got choked, phrases crept up your spine, when he said we must keep our bitches in line. And on his poker nights, when he says the same of his wife, he's the top dog pack leader, a true alpha male. So make no sudden moves, keep your nose from the border, you move fast, you eat the last side of the pecking order. Um. This all makes you think this is, like, kind of a metaphor type thing to talk about the alpha male character. Like, you know, maybe the dad or whatever. Um, but uh, the dog is still the main subject, and then the dog is, like, offered a nicer home. And he declines because he's, like, afraid of what would become of him if he didn't stay in line. Because he's been, you know, it's a dog that's been trained to obey. And he doesn't know what's going to happen if that's not what his life is. Um, He responds, master is all that I've got. He he keeps me having a purpose, gives me bed, keeps me fed, and I'm just slightly nervous of what I might do if I were let loose if I caught that mail car or ate garbage for food. So yeah, sad. Um, I like the song a lot. It's a great band. This album's amazing. Um, I don't know how to say the band's name. I don't want to botch it, so I'm just not going to say it.
0: Isn't like the clothing brand? I swear there's a clothing brand named that. Hotelier, Hotelier. Mm, there's something that sounds like that. Oh, I'm thinking of Hollister.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, no, that's not hot. Hot whatever. Hotelier. Oh, it's French.
1: I thought it was that. Yeah, but I guess not.
0: I wouldn't guess a punk band to be French, but maybe you're right. Um. I have no clue, so... Uh, I don't know. I, I did like that song, it just... I don't know. I guess it was too depressing for me. Even for an emo song. Uh, especially in a week
2: of fucking baseball. Oh, um,
0: Trade! I
1: mean, it's not a big one, but...
2: Was it a Diamondback?
1: Nope. Yankees acquire Clay Holmes from the Pirates for infielder Diego Castillo and infielder Hoy Park. Hoy Park was a prospect. I, if, I mean, he was like solid, but...
2: any None of those people. Don't know any of them.
0: Um, well, there you go, folks. That'll be old news by the time this podcast comes out, but...
1: I mean, it just... Relievers get tossed around like they're nothing at the deadline, so it's like...
2: There we go. Um, uh, My
0: shout-outs this week are City of Angels by Head and the Heart. Head and the Heart? Love that song. Mike song. Um Self self self-proclaimed indie folk band. I don't know if this is really a folk song per se, but I did like its like pop rock sound. Uh it was just enjoyable, really enjoyable to listen to. I I have nothing really to like sink my teeth into it. It's just really fun song. Um An Honest Mistake by uh the bravery. Uh I think this came out in 2004, if I remember correctly. Maybe like 2000... Oh, no. 2001. Um, somewhere around... Early 2000s. It's, an, it's from an alt-rock dance punk band. I've never heard of dance punk, but I, apparently it's a thing. And it does fit that category very well. But this is like a childhood nostalgic pick because it was an mvp baseball 2005 and i'm slowly just recommending all of those songs nice. i'm realizing in this playlist um but yeah it's really alluring instrumental intro that is only made more epic as the kids say uh by captivating voice uh, the captivating voice of the singer who pleads that he's uh, to the person he's speaking to that please forgive him. It was an honest mistake. Do you forgive him, Mike?
1: Forgive and forget. It was to an you.
0: honest. It was an honest mistake, Mike. Um, but it sort of fits the baseball theme too, I, ironically, because it was an MVP baseball. You can I, you can say
1: relate anything back to
0: baseball. I can easily yes. Um, actually, Blink One Eighty Two is a hard sell to relate to baseball, but I love this song because the music video for uh, the She's Out of Her Mind, the Blink-182 song, my shout-outs. They did a song in the early 2000s called uh, What's My Age Again, which in one of the parts of the song, it says um, something about being 23 years old, and that relates, obviously, because I'm 23. Uh, Everyone hates it when you're 23, something like that. That line is in that song. Yeah, that
1: was your birthday Uh, song.
0: I think that is my birthday song this year because I have a uh,
1: I have a Blink One Eighty Two note for this week where I said I think I can just shuffle Blink One Eighty Two and whenever song comes up I'll probably have a decent time.
0: Yeah, this song doesn't like break any new molds. It sounds like a lot of their other songs. I realize like you can't listen to Blink One Eighty Two and not be like they have a very specific sound and it's this this. What's My Age Again, all the small things. It's very first date. They have a very specific sound. They don't break the mold. But what they do do uh, for this song, Shut um, up. <laughs> What's My Age Again, the music video had them running through the streets of L.A. naked. It was a weird music video. Risqué for its time. But then when this song came out, they had Vine Stars, Lele Pons, Hannah Stocking, and Val Genta. I don't know who she is, but apparently she was a Vine star running through the streets naked as like an homage to themselves. Um, so it was a big deal when this music video came out. And also wanted to give a shout out because the bassist, Mark... I don't know how to say his last name. Hopus? The bassist of the band is going through chemotherapy right now. So... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about I, that. I wish, I wish him well and speedy recovery because... They need we, we need more Blink Two music when he's back and healthy. Uh, although it'll sound very similar, but I'm I'm okay with it. Um,
2: those are all my shout-outs, though. Uh, do you have a longer note? Um, if you want no, to share? I mean,
1: Hotelier was my longer note. Um, I have a bunch of shout-outs left.
2: Oh yeah,
0: okay, do a few, just do them all, and I can. Right okay, so
1: Red Baron by Sabaton is hype. Um, it's probably in contention for Bismarck for my favorite Sabaton song. Um, the guy from the band, The Bravery, sounds like Stephen Merritt, and the instrumental in that song is very um, like video gamey and like noir video gamey. I feel like I'd be playing into like an indie game. Um, you said City of Angels. It's a bright song. It feels like a U song. It makes me really happy. Um, Sugar Storm by Trent Reznor and the rest of the Gone Girl soundtrack sounds like Nintendo menu music, which is my favorite kind of music. Um, scroll past Hotelier. Um, so there's the baseball songs. Ode to the Mets is a great metaphor and like a trip of a song. Um, love of Piazza New York Catcher. I said the Blink-182 thing. Um, Jolt and Joe DiMaggio.
2: I'd heard that when I was young and it's like the old baseball vibe is super nice. and that's my shout-outs. Well, okay, so for people looking at the list, songs 9
0: through 13 are all baseball-related songs, and then there's fucking Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> out of nowhere, um, which is not a bad song. Not shitty on Phoebe Bridgers. But that was the baseball divide of the week. Where we were just like we're just gonna go for it, um, and the one song I wanted to talk about actually was Jolton Joe Dimaggio, uh, a 1941 song by Les Brown and his orchestra. It was featured in the uh Ken Ken Burns documentary on baseball, and that's where I first heard it. Um, Ken Burns is a famous documentarian filmmaker. Uh, you might have heard of the Ken Burns effect, where it's like a slowly slow zoom in. Um, but this song chronicles the 56 hit streak of Joe DiMaggio in 1941. It came out the same year of the streak. So like he did the streak. Then they released the song, I think a month after. Like they were like, we're just going to make a chronicle of this song. That's surprising that it was that so goofy. fast to turn around. What? I
1: said, it's so goofy, the song.
0: Yeah, well, for the time it so this song climbed to sixteenth on the music charts, uh, as at its peak, which is kinda crazy for nineteen forty one. Like that's really well off. Um like I said, it tells the story of that of that thing. It almost creates a mythos around Joe DiMaggio as like a human being, which American culture has a very prominent thing in doing because we don't have a mythos we're like paul bunyan's a giant with a ox we're like chronicalizing and creating a mythos around joe dimaggio with this song what
1: nothing just i just talked about ode to the mets and the fucking lead singer was just being interviewed on the mets broadcast that's weird oh the strokes yeah
0: i didn't know he's that big of a mets fan but i guess it makes sense
1: yeah He's at the um, game. That's happening right
0: now, I guess. so. It's Oh, jeez. Uh, this song, Jolt and Joe DiMaggio, played across the United States repetitively after the streak. Uh, so it was like a viral song of its time. Um I give a bet. Surprisingly, Joe DiMaggio won MVP that year, even though Ted Williams did better than him in a lot of different, cat- like most categories. And Ted Williams hit 406 that year, uh, which is yeah. like utterly ridiculous. <laughs> if you're not a baseball fan, batting over 300 is good. Ted Williams batted over 400, um, which I don't think has been done like since Ted Williams. Uh, so the 1940s uh, Song's very timely Big band feel That swing style Of the time With lyrics as complex as He started baseball's Famous streak That got us all aglow He's just a man And not a freak Jolton Joe DiMaggio Bars. Um, um, My favorite thing My favorite lines Were when they were saying The umpire stuff In the first verse So they're like Strike Ball one Hooray Ball two That was so hooray. funny strike 1 uh boo strike 2 kill that umpire <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they do like they hitting the ball and they go and it sounds like a ball getting hit over like the fence or something it's just baseball was weird it's it's very old time and it it does bring you back to a just a different period in american history it's very interesting to listen to um speaking of olden times uh my other a little bit longer a little longer note is 1968 Worst That Could Happen by Brooklyn Bridge. It was, a I guess, technically a cover of a Jimmy Webb song. Uh, but it's an underappreciated gem from what I personally think is the best time in music the 1960s. Uh, a New York duop wop styled big band, like the Joe, Joe DiMaggio song. Uh, the group's name came from... Someone uh, after someone made an offhanded comment that it would be easier to sell the Brooklyn Bridge than eleven-piece big band act, um, there which were growing on. Well, it was growing unpopular in the time to have big bands. They were making stage performances smaller and smaller in the '60s. Anyway, um, uh, it's just one of those songs that's just a gem to me. I don't know why, but it's like the classic tale of a man who's in, still in love with a girl, but. Wishing her well because she's getting married—it's like it's the worst thing that could happen. And ironically, it instantly makes me think of a Little Dicky song, which is a bad, little, a horrible no, comparison. Fan. Yeah, Molly by Little Dicky and Brendan Urie. Uh, it's it's like the same concept as that. So if you want to relate it in your head, and it might be easier to understand with like the modern terminology, it's not like uh, it's not like an bluesy like sad song whereas molly's sort of different upbeat a little bit more but same concept um i don't know this song's just so like classic rock and just easy listening like soft rock easy listening to me uh i Soft
1: rock <sighs> is good easy listening is good all uh fucking songs that you can just play uh, while you're hanging out and they, they don't like ruin the vibe Deserve praise.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm I not going like, to... I can't delve into why I like it so much. Like, this song just hits me. I just like it a lot. Like, every time I come headed. on, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but I found out this song, interesting fact, appeared on the list of songs not to play after the 9-11 attacks. Uh because apparently there was a big thing, like, they didn't want to play songs that might sound bad, and I guess a song calling Worst Thing That Could Happen, and the name Brooklyn Bridge scared people from playing it on the radio. There's a lot so of they insane were like, hey, stories.
1: They, they would be so careful, they were so careful about, um, shit about, like, it was just shit you didn't have to be after nine eleven.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just hilarious that this song, like, about a breakup between a girl, like, a guy and a girl, and I guess they didn't want to say worst thing that could happen or worst that could happen after 9 11 and mentioning Brooklyn Bridge because it's like, they're going to hit the Brooklyn Bridge next. It's like, calm down, guys. We're fine. We made it. Um, and as a New Yorker, I think I can make that joke. Um, hey, you don't New live Yorker.
2: New Yorker in the sense of I didn't live in New York City, but in the area. Um,
0: yeah. It's just stupid. One of the lines, they say, this is the end. But then are they going to ban the fucking The Doors song? They probably did, honestly. Um, I didn't look at the whole list. There were a lot of stupid ones in that list, though. I'll, I'll link it in the in the show notes if you want to look at the stupid amount of songs they banned after nine eleven. They also banned movies. It was weird, like Mike said. Weird times. Um, anyway, those are all my notes. I found it funny that that song was on the list. Uh shall I go first this time?
1: Yeah, sure, go ahead.
0: Uh five Piazza New York Catcher by Bell and Sebastian, I think that's how you say it. Four, mm-hmm. Jolton Joe DiMaggio by Les Brown. Three, City of Angels, two, worst that could happen. One, an honest mistake by the bravery.
1: Okay, this is gonna be weird. Um five, Jolton Joe, four, Piazza New York Catcher. Three, you don't know how it feels by Tom Petty, good song. Good song. Um, two, Ode oh, to the Mets. One, House Broken. House Housebroken. I don't want to listen to it anymore, but it's good.
2: <laughs> Did Jolton
0: Joe and Piazza tie?
1: Yeah, let's just let's just call it that. I don't want to use my brain.
0: I'm pretty sure yeah, I they both anyway. got. Yeah. They both got three points technically in our I'll scoring just give, system. Uh,
1: both of us one point,
0: I guess. Yeah. There you go. Baseball wins again. Okay, Speaking so what do you want to do? You want to
1: talk about baseball now?
0: Yeah, we can talk about baseball. I don't. I'm not as versed in the current situation because I'm mean, so out of it.
1: I can help educate/slash talk about whatever else with you.
0: Okay, we can talk about baseball. What, what, what's uh, going on in the baseball world, Mike?
1: Nothing. The Mets are playing right now. There's lots of trade rumors. The Yankees made a trade, like I said. Uh. They acquired Clay Holmes from the Pirates for Hoy Park and Diego Castillo. Um, he has good stuff, but he walks a lot of guys. Uh, Seagull, there was a trade yesterday. Adam Frazier went to the Padres. Um, the Mets got Dick yep. Mountain. Uh, the Rays. Got what's Mountain. his name? <laughs> you know the best nickname in the sports? Dick, Dick Mountain? Mountain? Rich Hill.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I was like, Isn't <laughs> that... I'm
2: not me that guy's name.
0: <laughs> his player's weekend D jersey Melton.
1: said D Melton on the back.
2: Oh
0: Jesus Christ. Um no, I did not know that. Uh I just know Godly. Zach Godley. Zach Godly is um, pretty
1: much out of the game. Unfortunately. Hey,
0: don't
2: don't be mean. <laughs> I still have his t-shirt on the diamondbacks. Um. Yeah. The, do you
0: have
1: nothing? Weird about, that, I, I can just go off on my own. But do you have nothing about baseball you want to talk about?
2: Uh, maybe it, maybe it's good.
1: Tigers went on a seven-game winning streak, Siegel. And then I don't know. It yeah, stopped. but they're
2: definitely cheating. Um,
0: because they have a manager that cheated to win a World Series. I don't trust them whenever they're doing good. And I'm a Tigers fan, so that's how you should tell you how paranoid I am. The um, Diamondbacks might set the world's worst record in baseball. So yeah, they apparently
1: they were on pace too, like by a few games.
0: Oh yeah, I think they'll do it once they trade everyone.
1: Which is very be weird because right. like going into the season, I didn't even think they were that bad. Uh, they're not good. Well, uh, like they're not the it. Worst team in the
2: league. played of the Diamondbacks. Am I wrong yeah. though?
1: Why? Why are they the worst team in the league? They have a. They have like a decent they lineup. No, they, they have no. P- they don't have any
0: pitching. Other than Zach Gallen, they have no pitching. Zach Gallen and might Zach be, stuck.
1: His arm is cooked. I think it's not looking good.
0: Yeah. Of course, that's why the Diamondbacks ended up with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's his face? That trade is going to be an interesting one. They traded Jazz Chisholm to the Marlins. For Zach Allen. That's going to be one people are talking about for a while.
0: Oh, like the uh, Stephen. Uh, what's his face for Dan- Danzy Swanson?
1: Shelby Miller. They get?
0: Shelby Miller, sorry. I it's mean, like the other worst trade.
1: People like to throw tomatoes at the fucking D backs for that, but Shelby, Swanson really isn't that good. Like, yeah, yeah bad Yeah, he's trade, better than but...
0: a guy. Yeah, I,
1: I know a, it's a bad he's trade. Than but like let me, let me like... for
0: the non-baseball fans out there let me let me explain why Mike is, why the hell he's defending this trade even if it was a guy who got traded and he wasn't good the Diamondbacks received a pitcher who pitched for a year couldn't really pitch and then retired from baseball cuz he was so bad
1: Shelby Miller is still trying to like be a journeyman he's not out of the game
0: um, okay but he's basically out of the he's not on a team anymore because he was I mean, so bad
1: he's only 30 let me check his wikipedia
0: I'm pretty sure he's uh, not on a team. He might be on an independent team somewhere.
1: June 26th, Miller signed a minor league contract with the Pirates.
0: Okay, so he's on the he's signed a minor league deal with the worst team in baseball. I mean that the, that's the, the worst guy team we in baseball.
1: Is the D-backs. The, the Pirates are actually better than them this year.
0: Well, technically, but like, I think the Diamondbacks can bounce back quicker than the Pirates ever will.
1: Um, I mean, probably. The Pirates have really loaded up on. Uh, young talent. Does the diamondback's farm system good? No. I mean so they have to start selling, right?
0: They have Paven Smith.
1: Well, he was a first round pick. He's like good. Paven Smith is
0: Yeah, that's that's their entire farm system.
1: Paven Smith is a decent major leaguer. He's not like a,
0: build He's a around Kyle beast. Schwarber. That's what, mean, that's that's his comp because he can only you know. hit he can't field.
1: Kyle Schwarber's raw power is like that's exactly, that's
0: exactly what they say to, about Paven Smith. He's like he's a really Pavin good Smith fucking power is more hitter. Of
1: like I watched him against the Mets this year. He was more of like a pure hitter than, um, like bombs or okay, nothing. Okay, but
0: he, I, I meant the that comparison of he's a hitter. He just cannot play the field. Okay, he's yeah, like, no, no, that's he that's should current. be he should be a he should be an AL prospect, not an NL prospect.
1: As my dad likes to say, when he comes to playing the field, he's a good hitter.
0: Let's talk about the best good that's a good line let's talk (laughs) about the best player in baseball uh jake burger uh he got sent back (laughs) down i think damn it i want a jake burger t-shirt you didn't get one (laughs) but i'm gonna get customized he needs to be on the team so i can just buy it off the store i want a jake burger t-shirt
2: jake burger is
1: this this White Sox prospect, who's kind of like a beefy boy. And Siegel really likes him because he's a beefy boy and his name's Burger. There you have it, folks. Yeah,
2: Joke! Mean... Fat people funny! <laughs> I can relate. Um, <laughs> I can see myself in these players.
0: I can't see myself in a fucking Fernando Tatis.
1: Is that why you hate Tatis and you want them to get injured?
0: Oh, that was a great story that I... I almost wished Tatis to get injured at the beginning of the year, and Mike well, how, was very mad at me. I'm always
1: having an MVP season just to shove it.
0: Hey, I hope he gets injured. I hope he gets hit again. <laughs> He's injured. He's not even our competition anymore. It's just so not, so. like,
1: cool to wish injury upon somebody, Siegel. Why would you do that?
0: I, I don't have to do it against the Mets. They do it to themselves.
1: <laughs> Everybody's
0: getting hurt. It's not just the Mets.
1: they like...
2: But the Mets are the Mets. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you mean in first place? Uh, it, hey. yeah, it
2: took them long enough.
1: <laughs> they've been in first place all year.
2: Sure, it feels like no, they've been like,
1: like... barely holding onto it the whole time. But... And my game spazzed out. I can't watch the Mets game. I died. Whatever. Yeah. But what happens There's when I watch something in the background of your podcast?
0: Yes, that's our baseball talk, everyone. All uh, right, let's we just no, lost no, 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 no. everyone listening. <laughs>
1: uh, what you call it? Um,
0: I don't
2: know. What do you call it? What I want to do: trade deadline predictions. Where's Scherzer going to go? Tigers. No, let, uh, let's. Uh, we got let to let some listening. do two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, I. I think the Giants should honestly get Scherzer.
1: Can we talk about the Giants yeah. being the best team in the league with, like, a bunch of utility guys?
0: Look that's at their lineup. The, the, their lineup. I want the Giants is, to win.
1: The lineup is platoons from down to top to bottom. And then they have, like, one... They have, like, an ace, and that's it. Kevin Gosman has been, like, a ace for this year, and that's... I mean, do not, they,
2: they... I
1: don't know why they're so good. That's all I'm saying, the Giants.
2: Posey's having a resurrection...
0: Crawford's having a resurrection.
1: Well, Crawford just hit the IL. It's going to be it's a bad injury oh. too, so it's going to
0: Well, he was having a great season. Um I don't know. I just want the Giants to do well cuz I hate the Dodgers with every fiber in my body. So as long as the Dodgers get eliminated or aren't in the playoffs for long, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm happy no, the Trevor I, Bauer I... thing happened to the Dodgers.
1: I mean, no, I'm not happy that Trevor Bauer assaulted and raped somebody actually, but
0: no, I meant I, I'm happy it happened to the that the Dodgers signed him and it screwed the Dodgers. Like, no, if, what you mean. if he signed with the Mets, it would be your problem. But he didn't, and he trolled the Mets. So, well, fuck he him. he's
1: not going to play a baseball game again. He's a piece of shit. He's a terrible person.
0: Well, God. the 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 reports came out that no, uh, that someone went to the locker room and asked players, and they're like, he's a pariah. We never want him back in the clubhouse anyway. Even without the thing ha- that happened, they not, just didn't like him.
1: Nobody ever thought he was a good person. He sucks. He's the worst.
2: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: He's a bad person. He wasn't good until he started loading up the baseball.
2: He's a Diamondback.
1: The Diamondbacks drafted him, right?
2: Yeah. I I
0: always forget that.
1: Siegel. they knew. Other
0: guy we got rid of.
1: Your your boys knew about him, though. They knew the vibes. They knew he sucked, and they got rid of him.
0: Uh, I need to get rid of the fucking GM. Where do you think Scherzer's going? That was a very long-winded way to Um, say.
2: (laughs) Where do you think Scherzer's going?
1: I like the Rays. The Rays have the pieces, uh, and they need a starter. The Rays will get Scherzer for as a rental, and when somebody when Scherzer asks them, "You're going to resign me?", they will laugh unbelievably hard back in his face because they don't spend money. (laughs)
2: be like, now nah, we got uh, Tyler Glass now coming back next year. We don't need you. Um, well, we... The Rays and the Giants, they just piece it together. Admirable. They'll have to trade, like, Wonder
0: Franco to get yours or some shit.
1: Wander Franco isn't going anywhere. They're going to trade, like, Vidal Brujan and some other, like... Randy
0: Oregon. Rosarena. Some
1: Randy Rosarena has been fucking awful this year. See his stats?
0: Oh, it was like a one hit wonder or some shit. Okay.
2: <laughs> is, I wanted to shout out
1: the Olympics are happening yeah. too, Olympic baseball. Um the coach of Israel I played for when I was a kid. Oh really? Uh, yeah. It's a interesting little tidbit.
2: We've been going off way so too
0: long. Editing. Yes. Okay. Uh so thank you everyone for listening. Uh if you wanna like, follow, share, subscribe, great review, whatever the fuck you want to do. Let You're us know awesome what do you, if you think do of our,
1: our trade deadline analysis. Let us know you where that's you think in here. <laughs> the, the big trade deadline pieces are gonna go. Chris Bryant to the Mets, question mark. Cite your sources. You don't you don't, don't
0: want get fooled Chris by Bryan. the fake Twitter um, accounts. Why not? Because he's fucking overrated. He sucks. Um
1: he's a rental and he plays third first all outfield. He was not gonna cost that much. I don't see why I wouldn't.
0: That, that last part's true, but yeah. other than that, eh. Um, yeah. So you wanna... Thanks, listening, all that jazz. Uh, did I forget anything else? Uh, like, subscribe. No, we're good. You wanna count us down?
1: Three, two, one. You, you got, got some, some listening, listening to, do. to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye. So long, G. Bowser. That's my
0: fucking life. Uh, yeah, that, that might
2: all be cut.